Sight Unseen, uh, the movie recommendation podcast uh, that is hosted by a blind person, me, Jason. Um, I uh, recommend movies for you to watch because I can't. And uh, this week we're going to be talking about Rocket Man, not Rocketeer, which is the uh, Disney movie, but we're not talking about that one. We're not talking about the Rocketeer with Alan Arkin. We're talking about Rocket Man about Elton John. Not the one about Harlan Williams. That's a different one. This is Rocket Man. It came out in 2019, directed by Dexter Fletcher, starring Tyrion Edgerton as Elton John. Uh, let's see, who else is in it? Jamie Bell uh, plays his longtime writing partner, Bernie Toppin. Um, his mom is played by Bryce Howard. Oh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Sorry, I dropped the Dallas. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, plays his mom. Uh, you might remember from Lady in the Water or Terminator Salvation. I'm sure she's in other better movies, but she's also in those. Um, and uh, yeah, this is a musical. The reason I, want, uh, reason I wanted to do this one this time around is since I'm blind, I thought a musical would be interesting because I could talk about uh, the uses of audio description versus not using audio description. Uh, musical movies are, are kind of interesting for a blind person to watch because uh, they're usually uh, movies that involve a lot of spectacle. And, of course, spectacle is not really great for visually impaired people, but the music is. But the problem with the music and musicals is a lot of times with the audio description, they'll talk over it. Rocket Man is a fantastic movie to, to watch more than once. I watched it, this is probably, I've probably seen it four times by now. I've seen it uh, twice um, with uh, audio description and twice without. And the audio description on Rocket Man is fantastic. They do a good job of explaining everything that happens, um, uh, describing who's talking, who's not talking, how they're reacting. It's a fantastic audio description. Problem is, occasionally they talk over the music. And the music in Rocket Man is fantastic. It's um, it's of course Elton John music, but it's it's they change a lot of the, some of the lyrics to make it new. Also, the uh, arrangements of the of the songs in Rocket Man are different from the studio recordings of Elton John's music. So you're getting a new a new take on Elton John music. Now I'm not the biggest Elton John fan. I don't dislike him. Actually, I think he's great. I just never really sat down and listened to a whole record of his. So. After watching the movies, I definitely want to do that. Um, the The music's fantastic. I can't say enough about it. Real quick, this is the story of Elton John. It goes from, um, it actually, it, it's one of those, uh, I guess what you call framework stories, where it starts with a, uh, you know, basically, you, you see Elton John, I'll go ahead and tell you, because it's the first five minutes of it. You see Elton John come in and sit with a, uh, you know, a therapy group session. And he starts telling the story of his life. So it, it sets up a frame story there where you go back to his childhood up to, you know, modern day. So it's 
it's pretty typical uh, movie biopic kind of uh, fare when it comes up with the setup of everything. Uh, but what's interesting about this movie is whenever he does a song, it's not done in um, uh, chronological order. Um, I think one of the first songs that they do is a song that was released in 2002. Um, you don't hear um, Yellow Brick Road, the song Yellow Brick Road, till like later on in the movie, which I think was his first hit, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, so it's interesting that way. If you're if you're a fan of Elton John, you're going to hear the songs that you like, but you're going to hear them in different ways, um, which is always fun for fans of that person to hear. I'm a big fan of U2. U2 just released an album called Songs of uh, Is it Remembrance? No. It's called Songs of Something, <laughs> but it's good, and it's mostly acoustic versions of their songs. But um, they they change lyrics and change the the arrangements of it and it's really it's a really neat album but it's you can tell it's almost like for fans um this kind of rides that line where it's for fans but also for uh newbies like i said i know who elton john is i know his big songs and i like them i like them a lot i think daniel's one of the most beautiful songs ever written um but i'm not i don't own a lot of records of elton john so it's interesting to hear all these songs that you know in different ways and in with used with different lyrics to fit his story um and just learning about the man himself is pretty pretty neat like uh you know he he learned piano uh by just playing by ear which is pretty neat before he actually uh, learned like the technical aspects of it um but also and what i keep finding out about these movies i've been reviewing is um, they always, maybe I'm attracted to them uh, in this way that they always, I always learn a little bit about myself or and how to improve myself while watching these. Um, Elton John, in the movie, there's a line where he talks about where people thought he was a um, a introvert who has extrovert like uh, traits. He loves to be in front of people. He loves like the costumes. And you know, like of course, the big glasses and the um, and and the showbiz part of it. But there's a lot of himself that he keeps inside. Um, the movie does a beautiful job of showing uh, who loves him unconditionally for who he is, and who doesn't. Um, and how they do this is that he will um, maybe blow up at somebody that who's in his life. Or does something to dis disappoint somebody in his life, and th this happens in two points in the movie, uh, where he's um, he's struggling with alcohol and he drinks in front of um, his then wife. He he married a lady for a while, <laughs> and then he got divorced. But there's a part where he's pouring uh, vodka into his coffee, and she looks very disappointed, and he says, "I'm sorry," and she says, "I know." And there's another point in the movie where Elton John um, tears into his longtime writing partner, Bernie, um, and says, Bernie, you just write the songs, I'll perform them, and starts to storm off. And he comes back and he says, I'm sorry. And Bernie says, I know. And I am a, um, and I have a few people here that are recording here that can attest to this, I am a chronic apologizer. Um, and talking to my therapist and all that stuff, that means you. a lot of times you don't think yourself 
worthy of what you're doing and stuff like that. So you feel the need to apologize for others because um, you don't feel you're worthy up to that moment or whatever. Um, and the people that truly love you, like, they already know. You don't need to tell them you're sorry. They just want the best for you. And, um, and watching this movie at this time in my life was that hit hard with me and um i know i've been saying this for the last couple weeks when i'm watching movies i project a lot of myself onto them um but um this one especially with the i'm sorry and the i knows really hit hard because you're seeing this this uh man who's so famous and so well liked who just he feels like he can't express who he is until later on in life but all the people that are there that love him unconditionally, like Bernie and his uh, wife that I can't not remember the name of, apologies, um, they love him unconditionally and they, they know where he's at and who he is and how special he is and how wonderful he is. Um, and he just can't believe it about himself. And um, again, not to get too personal, but leaving a 15-year-old marriage and now uh, dating and relearning to uh, know who my friends are, know who my family is. There, there, to me, there's a lot of similarities with, uh, <laughs> this is crazy, with me and Elton John. I'm a huge rock star and I need to be known. No, it's not that. It's just, it's, it's that the people that truly love you, you really never have to say I'm sorry to. Um, because they're going to love you for who you are. They just want the best for you. And they know that you haven't figured it out yet. And it was beautiful watching that movie because you, you see it using the framework of the... Um, of the uh, why am I can't think of that word? I'm going to ask my producer what it is. Uh, when you're with group therapy. In the group therapy meetings. Thank you. You're <laughs> the The... Because you're seeing the group therapy stuff at the very beginning, you're seeing the group therapy stuff at the very end, and, um, well, I mean, you see it throughout, but you start to realize that that everything is there within reach um, for Elton John, you know, to be truly happy. He just doesn't know how to reach for it yet. Um, there's, of course, you know, the, the movie goes through like the 1970s with his uh, struggle with drugs and alcohol, but also uh, struggles with um, admitting that he is a homosexual um, uh, at that time and keeping that secret, but also coming out to his mother and his father. And, you know, and, and that being another barrier for Elton John to realize that he, he, he doesn't think that he can be he can be loved truly the way he needs to be loved. You know, and it seems like it, unfortunately with us, it took it took time um, for the rest of the world to kind of catch up to tell him, yeah, we love you. We, we love you for who you are and, and what you do and how talented you are. And you can do what you want. You can marry whoever you want. We had to catch up to him. But unfortunately, during that time, 70s and 80s, that was a huge barrier uh, for him. Um, and 
and like I said, that's one of the most beautiful parts about that movie is kind of watching him discover that all these people that love him were always there, you know, beside, by his side. Um, but he didn't feel like the world was ready to love him for who he really was until as of late. Um, and um, in a weird way, I, I feel like I'm kind of going through that with relearning to be close to my family and learn to love them as a family, family members, but also as friends. And also just uh, friends I've had throughout my whole life, uh, learning like, um, like, I am worthy of their time and their love and vice versa. And it's a cool movie to watch with that, as with that aspect because it kind of takes a, a different turn in the way of other, um, I guess, music biopics. Uh, if you've seen like, um, not Walk Hard, what is it called? Walk the Line. <laughs> By the way, watch Walk Hard. If you're blind or, blind or not, Walk Hard is awesome. We need to cover that sometime. That's an amazing movie. Um, it's a parody of uh, music biopics. But this one rides a line where you're, you're seeing him go through all these um, terrible times with the alcohol and the drugs and uh, not really knowing how to express himself and becoming like a real jerk. But the way that um, Taron Edgerton plays Elton John, he's always likable. And you just, you just feel sorry for him and you empathize with him. And you can take... Um, and even though you're watching a, a dramatized and exaggerated version of being um, isolated, alone, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, um, just not knowing who you are, how to react in the world, you're watching a you know a very stylized version of that. I think a lot of people can relate to it with like how how to express yourself with family members that you haven't been able to express yourself with, or friends you haven't been able to express yourself with. Um, and just learning to, to speak openly about your feelings and openly about who you are and what you want. And you'll start to find out, um, the movie does a good job of, you start to find out um, who's really truly there to listen and who's truly there um, to love you. And, and, and that's what I, what I love about the movie. It's, there's, there's that, like you get those those very relatable points for, I think for everybody there's somebody in their life that there's they feel like they can't communicate with and this this movie does a good job of showing like yeah just say what's on your heart it's either going to be taken or not taken um, but you'll feel better about it if you say what's exactly in your in your heart um, now with that be all that being said um, the uh, the movie in my head uh, what I pictured as a blind person is beautiful i i mean i guess i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna assume it's beautiful for other people to watch it but um there is a scene as described beautifully by the audio description where he's playing at the troubadour for the first time and it's a monday night and the place is packed and he does the uh song um let's see if i can remember it hang on hang on um oh crocodile rock and he starts playing the piano and um his feet start to levitate off the ground and they start to fly up behind him and it's just his fingers are touching the piano and he starts to float and then as he's playing uh the song if you know the song crocodile rock it goes into this la 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 well when he gets to that chorus part the audience starts to go up off the ground and float 
and you can in in that movie in the in the movie that's showing that it's it's that's it that's that's true love it's true feeling like his his connection with the audience and music and everything is everything's right at that moment it's before where it's before where the alcohol and the drugs take place and stuff like that and just everything's right he's playing his songs he's playing the songs that he wrote with uh, bernie and it's just this beautiful magical moment that i picture in my head and i hope it's just as beautiful on screen for uh those of you who can who can see because it's it's in my head it's just a beautiful um moment in the movie and there's lots of uh things like that when he jumps into the pool and there's a halo of light and things like that um but it was also interesting to go back without the audio description to hear that same part, the Crocodile Rock part, and hear how they've redone the music to make it sound just this effervescent, floating, magical tune instead of this kind of this rockabilly uh, type song that Crocodile Rock is on the radio when you hear it. Um, let's see, what else can I tell you about this movie? Um, uh, if you think, if you're wondering, does he ever become a rocket man? Uh, yes, he does. <laughs> Later on, um, I'll just leave that out there. You'll watch it and, or listen to it, and you know what I'm talking about. Um, what else? Um, Tyrion Edgerton is uh, great. And again, it's all his voice. He does a great job of playing Elton John. Um, he also does a great job of singing the songs in kind of an Elton John manner, but also in a weird way making it his, where It'd be interesting, like, I'm, I'm planning to get the soundtrack and go through it because it's it's really good. And then actually going back and listening to some of Elton John's old records, especially in the 70s, and just um, listening to the contrast and it's just being a fun journey. Um, Rocket Man, amazing movie. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. I'd like to thank uh, Lydia and uh, Charles, who's sitting here <laughs> listening at the table. And also would like to thank the Blue Ridge Pizza Company, um, here in Etowah, where we're recording at. It sounds like they're getting ready to close because I hear a vacuum cleaner. Um, so <laughs> we probably need to be heading out. Um, but anyway, uh, thanks again. We will be back uh, next month with a new uh, movie recommendation. Uh, you can visit us. I'm going to get the email email address from Lydia. Email is sightunseedpod at gmail. And just uh, if you have any uh, recommendations or any uh, uh, criticisms, um, constructive criticism, please, please uh, let us know. And, um, yeah, we'll try to implicate them. Um, but, yeah, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you later. Uh, thanks again, Lydia. Thanks again, Charles. Thanks again, Blue Ridge Pizza Company. And bye. And my walking cane. Lord, I'm leaving on the midnight train. On my seat. I'll take them